I want to note that in the responses from states, including the U.S. and U.K., that no one disputed the central claim of my remarks today, which was that the findings of the Duma probe were suppressed, censored. Now, I'm not here to pass any moral judgments, but I just want to note the fact that we have member states who do not contest the documented fact that the Duma findings were suppressed, but yet they oppose any action to address this suppression. Uh, and on that note, I'll also point out that I asked a question of these delegations, the U.S., U.K., and France. I mistakenly asked Germany, but they're not here. Uh, whether or not they will support the call of distinguished diplomats like the first director general of the OPCW, Jose Bustani, and former senior U, uh, UN official, Hans von Sponek, to simply have the OPCW meet with all of the original members of the Duma team and let them, not just the two uh, dissenting inspectors, but all the original members of the Duma team, let them discuss their concerns and let them put forth the evidence that was suppressed. I never got an answer back to that question, which I've now asked several times. Um, what I did get from the representative of UK was a substantive challenge on one issue, which I appreciate him raising. Unfortunately, he has left the room, so he's not here anymore to hear my response, which is unfortunate because I think he could benefit from hearing my answer. Now, he pointed out that the IIT report, and he said it's on page 43, paragraph 6.106, he pointed out that he argued that the IIT does address the issue of whether foaming is consistent with chlorine gas. Profuse, rapid foaming, as observed and reported in Duma, is consistent with chlorine gas. And he says that the IIT did address that issue. Um, I point out two things in response. First of all, my argument was that the IIT's toxicologist does not issue a judgment on whether or not the symptoms, including profuse foaming seen in Duma, are consistent with chlorine gas. The IIT's toxicologist does not. Now, there is a reference, which the representative from the UK pointed to, of the IIT making a claim about chlorine gas and foaming, not specific to Duma, not, not assessing whether those specific uh, symptoms in Duma are consistent, but they, the IIT does make one reference, which I will read. This was the paragraph he referred me to. It says this, the IIT also notes that as chlorine gas reacts with the cells and moisture in the, in the gastrointestinal tract to produce acids, that reaction also leads to the oral and nasal secretion of a foam-like substance, which may or may not have a pink tint believed to be blood. Let's assume, although they don't state it, let's assume that they are trying to say here that this passage applies to what happened in Duma. Well, turning to the footnote for this claim, which is in the IT report, it's a study called Chlorine Gas Inhalation, Human Clinical Evidence of Toxicity and Experience in Animal Models. Now, I have that study. I've produced it. And it's unfortunate that the British representative is not here for me to tell him that the source that is adduced by the IIT for that claim about a foam-like substance contains no reference to a foam-like substance whatsoever. There's no mention of the word foam. There's no mention of the word secretion, no mention of frothing. There is nothing in the source provided by the IIT to support its claim that chlorine gas can produce a foam-like substance. And again, the issue here is not just whether chlorine gas can produce foaming. It's whether it can produce it rapidly because the circumstances of the Duma incident, according to the official IIT narrative, is that the Duma victims died within minutes because they were overcome by a, a toxic chlorine gas. So accordingly, uh, 
the foaming would have to have occurred within minutes as well. And that's also what some alleged witnesses have reported. So uh, the IIT's own source does not support its claim. Because again, in the study that is provided here by the IIT in that footnote, there's no mention of foaming whatsoever. This underscores my point that no one has challenged the findings of the original German toxicologists who found that the reported and observed symptoms of profuse rapid foaming in the Duma victims is consistent with chlorine gas. It underscores another point that I made, which is that this is not the domain of journalists and representatives of governments that bomb Syria. This should be dealt with by scientists. And in this case, we have the actual scientists who produced the original report whose findings were censored. And those censored findings include the findings of the German toxicologists who said there was no consistency between the symptoms in Duma and the use of chlorine gas. The representative of the UK um, also referenced the Halabja massacre in Iraq, where Saddam Hussein used chemical weapons against Kurds uh, in a horrific attack. What he, did, what he did not mention is that when Saddam Hussein committed that atrocity, he was supported in it by the US who were an ally of Saddam Hussein, actually gave him material to carry out chemical attacks. And in the aftermath of that attack, and this is relevant to this history, the US falsely accused Iran of committing out the Halabja massacre, shielding their ally, Saddam Hussein, at that time. So there is a history here of certain member states falsely accusing other member states of committing chemical attacks in order, in order to shield the real perpetrators. And the history of Iraq is especially salient, given that we also discussed earlier, and I thank the representative from Brazil for raising this, the experience of Jose Bustani, who comes from Brazil. He is the first director general of the OPCW, who again was prevented from speaking here when he tried to come out in defense of the dissenting inspectors and in defense of accountability at the OPCW. Right now, we're in the midst of, of marking the 20th anniversary of the Iraq war, the US-led US invasion of Iraq, which also involved the UK. That was a war, as we all know, that was based on lies. Now, Mr. Bustani has relevant experience there, too, because what was he doing back when he was the director general of the OPCW? He was trying to take action that could have stopped that war, because he was trying to bring Iraq into the Chemical Weapons Convention. And for those who don't know what happened to him, well, he was forced out by the US who personally, uh, a representative of the US, John Bolton, personally came to The Hague and told Bustani that he had to resign unless he abandoned his effort to bring Iraq into the Chemical Weapons Convention. Because John Bolton knew that if Iraq entered the Chemical Weapons Convention, that would subject it to regular inspections, and that would undermine the claims that Iraq has a chemical weapons program, and that would make it a lot more difficult for the US to invade. So what happened to Mr. Bustani? He was ousted. The US pressured enough countries to force his resignation. So, Mr. Bustani has a lot of relevant experience here when it comes to politicizing the OPCW in defense of US-led military interventions, as is newly the case here in Syria. So turning to the representative's questions from Brazil, I thank you for these questions. Uh, he asked me whether we can be sure of the data that I presented. All of the data I presented comes from the OPCW itself. Nothing I said in my presentation comes from open sources. I could have mentioned open sources, such as a journalist from the BBC, uh, which is a state-funded outlet of the UK, who said that he can prove unequivocally that the hospital scene in Duma was staged. I didn't mention that because I want to focus my presentation 
on the OPCW's findings itself, because that is really the heart of this matter. And that's what, can, the, that's what this council and that's what the OPCW can address. All of the data I presented today comes from documents from the OPCW. And again, no one challenges the authenticity of those documents. And no one, as the experience today illustrates, can refute the, the claims that were made in, by the original team, which were then suppressed in an act of deception. So yes, the data can be trusted because it comes from the OPCW itself. Um, now, there was another question from the representative of Brazil uh, about whether I'm questioning the integrity of the OPCW. I am not. As we all know, the OPCW is an invaluable organization who play a critical role in the world and have achieved great success, including in Syria, in bringing Syria into the Chemical Weapons Convention and destroying Syria's chemical weapons stockpile. That was a major international achievement that unfortunately this controversy is distracting from. And this controversy only pertains to one small element of the OPCW. It does not taint the entire organization. And uh, just to underscore that, back before this became public, leaked documents show that other OPCW officials, senior officials, praised the efforts of the key dissenting inspector, known as Inspector B, his name is Dr. Brendan Whelan, when he was trying to address this issue internally. So let me quote one senior OPCW official. This was back uh, after Brendan Whelan complained about the doctoring of the original report that he was the chief author of. A senior OPCW executive wrote to Dr. Brennan Whelan this, quote, through your action, you could actually be making the first step toward having a more professional, transparent, and sound fact-finding mission. And that was a recognition simply that trying to stand up for the OPCW's own findings and trying to defend the science that was carried out, that that helps solidify and strengthen the OPCW. Ignoring this suppression undermines the OPCW. Now, this senior official was not the only person from the OPCW to praise Dr. Whelan's efforts. In August 2018, just as Dr. Whelan was leaving the OPCW at the end of a very long tenure, another official wrote to him to praise him for his work, including in protesting the suppression of the OPCW findings in Duma. This is what the senior official wrote to Dr. Whelan. I can say without being unfair to others that you have been the professional in the, techni in the technical secretariat that has contributed the most to the knowledge and understanding of chemical weapons chemistry applied to inspections. You produced a lot of knowledge and unselfishly shared every bit of what you know with others enthusiastically. I thank you very much for this. And then this second senior official specifically paid tribute to Dr. Whelan's actions to raise concerns about the Doom probe. This official wrote this, I want to commend you as well for your character and strong values which have stood firm at times when it would have been easier to simply let it go without fighting for what you believed was right. Thank you for everything. It will be difficult to replace you now that your tenure is about to end. Well, now we have, nearly five years later, certain member states do not want to hear from this veteran inspector who was praised by his own colleagues for trying to defend the integrity of his own organization. Now, the, the representative from Brazil, and then I'll wrap, asked me what can be done to address the Duma controversy. There are, number, there are a number of steps, all of them fully following the protocols of the OPCW. Uh, the first step is simply have the OPCW Director General invite all the inspectors to come meet and share their concerns. Uh, this was proposed by Dr. Whelan back in a letter written to the Director General back in April 2019, which I published, which was leaked to me. I published that letter at the Gray Zone. I'll be, to, I'll be happy to provide you with 
a copy. But let me quote from it briefly. Dr. Whelan wrote to the Director General Arias. He said, should the entire fact-finding mission team be given an audience with senior management and provided there are clear and unequivocal guarantees that team members are permitted to speak freely and without fear of repercussions, a clear picture of the conduct of the investigation into the Duma incident will, I believe, emerge, which is a proposal I will put to you again today. A second step will be to simply follow, as I mentioned earlier, the verification annex of the Chemical Weapons Convention, paragraph 62, which says differing observations made by inspectors may be, may be attached to a fact to a report. So we obviously know that some inspectors have differing observations. Let them write up those observations and attach them to the Duma reports that were put up by the OPCW. A third step uh, was proposed by, some, by a group called the Berlin Group 21, and that was spearheaded, spearheaded by the former OPCW Director General, Jose Bustani, as well as Hans von Sponek, a former UN Assistant Director General. And they proposed to the Director General of the OPCW, Arias, that he allow the OPCW's own scientific advisory board, which is made up of a number of uh, independent scientific and technical experts, for them to come in and weigh this issue about Duma. Uh, and quoting them, quoting, quoting Hans von Sponek and Mr. Bustani and their colleagues, the scientific advisory board possesses the necessary scientific and technical expertise. We believe that leaving the scientific debate to the scientists who best understand the issues at hand would provide a more objective and rational approach to begin resolving this unfortunate and highly damaging controversy. And there's nothing in the OPCW rules that prevent that. In fact, the terms of reference for the scientific advisory board of the OPCW state that in consultation with members of the board, the Director General may establish temporary working groups of scientific experts to provide recommendations within a specific time frame on specific issues in accordance with Article 8, Paragraph 45 of the Convention. Well, what issue is more important than this controversy surrounding the Duma investigation? And finally, in response to questions that he addressed this issue, the Director General, Arias, Fernando Arias, has said that it's not in his authority anymore to revisit old reports, that this is a done deal. But that is simply contradicted by the record of the OPCW. The OPCW in Syria, in fact, finding missions in Syria, has gone back and revised prior reports. So, for example, after publishing a final report on alleged chemical attacks by insurgents in Syria in December 2015, Syrian authorities invited the OPCW to return to collect further evidence that they claimed the report was lacking. The OPCW fact-finding mission team paid a second visit to Syria one month later and published an addendum to the final report. So there's a practice here of revisiting probes. There's nothing in the rules to prevent that. The OPCW didn't need even the executive council to approve that. They just did it because the rules allow, allow them to do that. And remarkably, in the case of Duma, no one is asking the OPCW to, to go back to Syria. The simple request is, meet with the original team that went to Syria for this mission and let them air their concerns. That is the request, that is the core request being put to the OPCW today. I'll leave it there, thank you.